we got a lot of awesome feedback on our first few episodes. Yeah. We appreciate that. We sure do appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I got to go to Canal Winchester's Chamber of Commerce meeting yesterday. It was the Intel about Intel. Yeah. How was that? It was pretty mind-blowing and a little bit scary about all the changes that are coming. Apparently, there's this big crane coming in. Super huge crane, right? The biggest one like ever? Yeah, named Carl. They named it Carl? Yes. As tall as two Statue of Liberties. No way. And it's going to come in, I think she said. Oh, like on several semis, right? Yeah. Yes, I heard that. How many? 98. Jesus Christ. I'm not getting that number off. Yeah, it might actually be more than that. But where, where is that going to physically be set up? At the Intel site. The in campaign. Johnstown. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She said that they're starting out with two, it kind of looks like two um, campuses, like right beside each other, like two buildings with stuff around them. And they're, they're each called FABs. And they want to work towards eight fabs, 1,000 acre location. But she said the first two fabs alone are $20 billion. $20 billion? $20 billion. And they want eight of them? Yeah. We're looking at $80 billion. There's a reason why we are in the fastest growing region, probably in the country right now. Yeah. So dust off my real estate boots. Yeah. Going to be busy. Oh, my God. I got a new vendor in two yesterday. Two. Two new vendors at the yesterday. Humble Crane. Right. So the one, the day of the Wands and Wizards, a couple Fridays ago, my last customer comes in. And when she was there, she goes, oh, how does somebody get stuff in here? Usually when people say that, they make stuff. I said, what do you make? And she goes, I don't make anything. I know somebody that does stuff. He's a photographer. And he came in yesterday, and we have Pickerington area postcards. That's awesome. It's so cool because I have had several people come in here, like from out of town, that wanted to send a postcard. Yeah. And I have thought about postcards since I opened this shop. I've been here four years now, right? So it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your second vendor? So one, yeah. it's do, do, do. her name is Lauren, and her business is called Lily Renee Boutique. B O W T I Q U E. Oh, cute! Yeah, very cute. And she does Pickerington specific hair bows and headbands. Okay. I mean, how about you and Body Ache Escape? You've got some news. Yeah. I've- we got approved for financing for our expansion. Yes. Yeah. So I went over there and took a video yesterday to Did you? make an official announcement. I love it. Yeah. Trying to be right next door to Zettler's. <laughs> anyway, I went to Zettler and I took a picture and I wrote in Body Ache Escape. Do you remember I said that to you? Yeah. No. I manifested that shit for you. For me. Thank 
We're really excited about this interview that we did with Carol Wenzel. She's a wellness coach. She's a certified nutritionist. I've known Carol for over 30 years. Met her when I worked for the state of Ohio decades ago. And we just stayed in contact ever since. She's one of my besties and her story is fascinating. Yeah, she drops tons of little tidbits on how to stay healthy throughout this podcast. Yeah, even mentions a great book that she has changed her life. Yes, and I bought that book and I'm going to read it. Yeah, we've had that book mentioned a few times now. We have. So stay tuned and listen to this awesome podcast with Carol Winsel. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cosmos and Commerce. I'm James Francis, and I'm here with Michelle Cook from Body Ache Escape Massage Center. And we are here with a very special guest, Carol Wenzel. Carol Wenzel is with Amanda Black Fitness. I am a health and fitness coach for women in menopause. I'm super excited to be here with you both. We're so happy to have you. So happy. Welcome. Welcome. I have known Carol for over 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And when Michelle and I had talked about doing this podcast, we both talked about it and thought that Carol would be an excellent guest to have. And Michelle, since I know Carol so well, I'm going to have you do most of these questions. What do you think okay. of that? Yeah. So getting to know Carol Winsell with Amanda Black Fitness. Carol, what led you to become a health coach? Tell us a little about your journey. I have battled my weight and my body most of my life. I was a sort of chubby, overweight child, grew into a teenager that wasn't overweight, but always thought that she was. When I had my children, I put on some weight then and didn't really know how to manage that. And so for a good part of my adult life, like from mid-20s until my mid-40s, so a good 20 years, I just went through fad diet after fad diet and thought that was the answer. I thought that was what would cure me of all of the discomfort that I was having with my body and my self-image. And finally, I just realized that it comes down to finding out what I enjoy and doing those things and not restricting out foods or starving myself although my stomach is growling right now. So you would think that I am, but I haven't. I ate breakfast, I promise. It was at 6 a.m. though. But I found a balance and figured out that I didn't have to hate my body to change it. And that's what led me to health and fitness and helping other women. I think a lot of us women can relate to the vicious cycle of our body image and punishing ourselves with diet and been working out all the time, but you figured out a way to do it lovingly and in a beneficial way. So how long have you been a personal trainer now? So I got my personal training certification in 2021. I went to work for a gym, a very small gym located in Heath, Ohio, maybe 400 people at max can't come there. And 
So since then though, and I started out just doing a little bit of training on the side, I still worked full-time job at that time. And I, I just started getting my feet wet with learning about coaching. And so then I took some nutrition courses and became a nutrition coach. And the woman who was my coach at the time worked for Amanda Black. And she changed the way that I thought about nutrition and exercise. And so I reached out to Amanda and I was like, listen, I feel like this is my calling. <laughs> I literally had only trained two people <laughs> at that point. I reached out to her. I'm like, I want to work for you. <laughs> and I'm sure she was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm sure she was like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and so she gave me some ways to get my feet wet in the industry. And I took that and ran and I became like an ambassador for her. And so I would talk about her program on social media. So then you know, I stepped it up and I was like, listen, I really want to be a coach for you. So she talked to her husband, who is the CEO of the company, and they interviewed me. I had to go through three interviews. I was terrified. Intense. <laughs> yeah. And they brought me on. And that's how I started. I started out with four or five clients. And since okay. then, and that was in like March of 2022. And since that time, I'm up to 43 clients at Whoa. a time and having a lot of success with these clients. I have taken more classes in mindset and in advanced nutrition. So yeah, I'm constantly learning, but I'm open to that. And that's one of the things that I love about this is I, I can just continue to improve and continue to grow. And that's what I was looking for. You said that you noticed your mindset improved when you started taking coaching from your health coach. What was your mindset before? And then what's your mindset now? Like with the, in regards to the way you thought about food and diet? Well, at the time, I really thought that fitness had to be something grueling and something extremely hard. And if I wasn't lying dead on the ground after my workouts, then it wasn't an effective workout. I also thought that nutrition was the only way to lose fat was to eat as little as possible. And I really learned through their coaching that is absolutely not correct. And so I started to look at nutrition a lot differently. And it was more about a, a more abundant mindset. And I know that sounds woo and airy fairy, but in reality, that's really what it is. It's knowing that, hey, nothing is off limits and you can still enjoy your nutrition. You don't have to cut out everything that you love. And the more you love something, the more you're apt to continue with that particular habit if we're talking about habits. And so it was just finding the joy in food again and enjoy eating and nutrition from that standpoint. That's where it all started for me. Can I tell you what surprised me about it when I, because like I said, I've known care for a long time, was the amount of calories that you consume, yeah. that you do consume when you're in that process. And maybe that is it really one is. of your questions. Yeah. Because Prior to coaching, I would eat very little for a long period of time, but then I would go through these bouts of eating 
a lot of calories and it was regulating my nutrition and having a more steady stream of nutrition rather than starving and then overdoing it and starving and overdoing it. It just leveled it out for me. And that has been a game changer for me. Nice. So you have 43 clients. Who would you say your favorite type of client is to work with? Like your niche clientele? So my niche clientele would be me. (laughs) Me before I found some balance with nutrition and fitness. Women who are extremely driven, women who believe enough in themselves and have enough success outside of diet and fitness that they could leverage what they've learned in other areas of their life and bring that into health and fitness. And women who just pretty much need to believe like they do in other areas of their life that they can do this with health and fitness. So that would be my ideal client. Oh, who my favorite clients are. I would say the resilient ones, the ones who, you know, aren't deterred by doing it wrong and who aren't afraid to do it messy and imperfect and just exactly what we're doing right here, still going forward, even though we've had some like technical delays and that doesn't fluster them and they're like just rolling with the punches. That's my favorite kind of client. Okay. That leads me to another question. You mentioned habits and talking about resilient clients. And what would you say are the characteristics and habits of your most successful client? I would say that ones that, you know, are active, the ones that enjoy getting outside, having a little bit of movement in their day, but aren't like tied to a specific thing are open to all kinds of activities and finding what they like to do. As I've coached more, I'm starting to realize that it isn't just one kind of workout that works. It really is the workout that the woman enjoys doing and can stick with, that is realistic for her lifestyle, that is realistic for her interests. And those are the clients that, you know, do the best because they found what they enjoy doing and aren't forcing themselves to do something they don't enjoy. Yeah. Oh, that's great. What's the best way you have found to get clients? So just being myself, just talking about my own struggles, my own sticking points, things that I find that trip me up um, and just being super like blatantly honest about it, that my life is messy and there's a lot of times that I don't get a workout in and I'm okay with that. Nice. And I'm just picking up and doing better the next day or literally the next decision is a better decision because I screw up all the time. Oh, don't we all? If somebody says they don't, then they're lying, right? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So... I love what you said about how you get the clients. Is there like a particular stream that you find clients? Do you get them by referral? Do you get them by your social media posts? How do people find All of the above, mainly through social media, a lot of referrals. And then I have, even before I was a coach, before I had any kind of education in this, I posted about my journey and how I started. And I have, I get a lot of people that way because they relate to me. I'm literally like every woman. (laughs) I really am. I am not an anomaly. I am, I, by no means is my physique perfect. And I think that a lot of people relate to that. 
Yeah. So would you say that your number one tip is to get clients is just sharing your vulnerability and being yourself and yeah, but you got to always be out there and marketing for yourself for like sharing. Yeah. And just like I said earlier, I'm not perfect. That is something that I could do better at because I, as with every other person in this world, they're stressors and that is something that I could definitely improve on is just being more out there. But I can't we all, but you are out there a lot. I noticed I saw all your content. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips as far as that goes? Like any hacks that you can share about sharing content on social media? Since this is a business podcast, I guess we're going to talk business. So yeah, yeah, definitely don't overthink it. Talk. I have found because when I first originally started doing this, I always thought that I had to have this professional looking thing and I had to have a backdrop and I had to have all this. I have found that if you just get on and talk about a specific sticking point or a pain point, that does more good than not just getting on there and talking about what I know, because this is literally my obsession is learning about this, learning ways to help And so I just get on there and I find what has happened in my life. If I can talk about that authentically, then people will relate to it. And then I talk about how I like navigate through that. And that seems to land. Okay. I guess in the health and fitness industry, there's an unending supply of content. You could talk about stuff for years. And I think (laughs) it feels an original too. Yeah, I love your walks around the lake. Yes, exactly. With her boxer dog, (laughs) exactly. Maisie. Yeah, I have a boxer too. You do something in common. Aren't they the best? They are so fun. (laughs) Yes, mine is a nervous wreck. I had a starter on Prozac, (laughs) but um, okay. Throughout your journey, what are some of the key lessons that you've learned? Is keep going. If you screw it up, you literally can just keep going. Don't quit. Learn from it. Look back and reflect on it and see what was the barrier, what was the obstacle. And then you literally can use that experience to fail better the next time. That is always something that I have said is let's fail better the next time because you're going to be at a point where you're going to fail and learning from that so that you can fail better the next time will always set you back into the path for your goals. Also, just look at the data. I have tell my clients this all the time is look at the data. And because a lot of times they'll feel like, oh, I'm not making enough progress or I'm not making fast enough progress. And I say, let's look back at the data. You have made incredible progress. Let's think about how far you've come from a year ago. And then push back on that thought of I'm not doing enough or I'm not reaching my goals fast enough or I'm failing at this. You can't always control the first thought that you have, but you can control the second thought. And so I always want them to acknowledge that, hey, you're having this negative thought, but let's see what evidence we have to support this thought. Do you have any evidence? And by looking back at the data, you really can see oh, wow, six months ago, I couldn't walk for 25 minutes. Now I'm walking like for an hour. And measuring 
that kind of data versus how you're feeling. Because a lot of times our brain is going to tell us something completely different than what the data tells us. That's true. We always are telling ourselves. Yeah. Always there's false stories going on in our heads. A (laughs) hundred percent. So you talk about the data. Are there any trackers that you like to use or do you just write it down in a notebook and refer back to it? How do you personally, I used to use my fitness pal, but I have since stopped tracking my calories. And basically what I do is just structure meals. Now I focus on getting protein and fiber in at every meal. And that's really helped maintain my weight that I'm at right now. Um, for other clients, they generally use either MyFitnessPal or Fitbit. And then our platform for Amanda Black Fitness syncs with those two apps. And so I can see oh. all of their nutrition information through the oh, ABF app. So you keep them very accountable, huh? Yes. Yeah. Some <laughs> of them, not all of them. Some of them don't. Some of them use like picture method where they send me pictures of what they're eating. Others do write it down, but I would say that 75% do track their, their nutrition through some sort of app. Awesome. So you think that protein and fiber are the keys to have at every meal? That's like your secret sauce, would you say? Yep. That is my secret <laughs> sauce. Uh, that helps me manage my hunger from meal to meal. I don't go into the meals typically. Today I, is not the case. Starving. And so I can make really rational decisions and I don't make impulsive decisions generally because I'm not starving going into that meal because I had fiber and some protein in the meal before. Okay. Do you ever carry around like emergency snacks with you for when you are like starving and can't get a meal in? Sometimes when I'm traveling, yes, typically, like I knew I was coming here. I knew we were going to eat. So I had, <laughs> I knew that we were going to have some food I've got here a spread. and I'm, I know Janice, <laughs> so, she, <laughs> so she's going to have lots of good, nutritious food here. But if I'm going to be out all day, yeah, I typically have a protein bar or something like that, that I, or like a, an apple or a banana or something. Okay. What's your favorite protein bar? Quest favorite. Oh, okay. It's the lemon, the lemon cake one, hands down my favorite with coffee. I really like the brands called Fulfill. It tastes awesome. (laughs) If I was there, I'd give you one because I keep one in my purse all the time. (laughs) I'm really like my husband hates protein bars. He hates the texture and stuff. I freaking love them. I like them too. Yeah. I am a big fan of protein bars. So yeah, how many calories of protein are normally in a protein bar? The Quest ones that I use are 20 grams. Well, that's so a lot. It's a good amount. Yeah. 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 Is that typically the amount of protein that you get yeah. at a meal is 20 grams? I typically, generally I get about 25 to 30 grams. So like with my, per- if I do that for breakfast, I will have that with some Greek yogurt and some fruit with okay. the protein bar and it's really balanced. What would you say is a pivotal moment or decision that significantly impacted the trajectory of your business? It definitely was when I realized that I suck at this. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, as with anything that you're new at, you're not going to be great at it. And as educated as I felt like I was, as experienced as it with my own trajectory of my health journey, 
I was not a great coach when I first started and I had to really work on those skills. And I seriously considered for a couple of months of quitting this and just going and getting a different job. And I really pushed through that discomfort and I took massive personal responsibility for it. I had four clients quit on me, like all, all pretty much around the same time. Oh, and that's a hit like, to the ego. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my ego was seriously bruised. Oh. And I was like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. And I took a lot of like harsh feedback for a couple of months when I first started and pushing through that was very pivotal. Getting on the other side of it, learning from it, accepting that, hey. And look at you going, now. Yeah. 43. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. In the beginning, I was, so I'm a massage therapist and in the beginning of my career, I was losing some clients and I wanted to know why. So I started sending out surveys after their massage and I got some harsh feedback, but it helped me learn the most. It, it does. Of it, yeah. Yeah. The ones that were the most difficult and the ones that were the most brutal on me are definitely the ones that I learned the most from. I really looked back and was like, yeah, I probably played that all wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At least you learned from it and moved forward and grew. Look at you now. (laughs) What are some bad recommendations that you hear in your profession? That carbs are bad for you (laughs) to limit carbs. I hear that the most. I also hear work harder. That infuriates me because if they knew how to do that, they would. Especially most of my clients are really successful women in other areas of their life. They know how to work hard. Mm. They don't know the kind of work they need to do. They think they do, um, but it really is figuring out, getting down there in the trenches with them, like what their evenings are like with their kids and figuring out where that, that sticking point is for them. And it isn't about working harder. It's about working smarter. Yeah. So what's something simple someone could change in their day to help them work smarter? Get enough sleep. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Do you have any tricks on the best way to do that? (laughs) Menopausal women who wake up with night sweats? (laughs) That's me. Stay in bed. (laughs) You can still get rest while you're in bed. And four hours is better than two. So stay in bed. Go to bed. Don't stay on the couch and really start working on a nighttime routine that sort of lets your body know that it's time for bed. And for me, I, I, because I'm menopausal as well, or at least hormonally I am, I don't have a uterus anymore. I don't have any of that, but I'm still going through all of the hormonal changes that are happening and a lot of anxiety, like out of nowhere, just having nighttime anxiety. I'm like, this is new. Like why is that happening? And that is a menopausal symptom. And it made me like really clunker down on the couch and zone out and numb myself with TV. And I had to learn how to let my body know that, hey, it's time for bed and trying to get to bed the exact same time every night, washing my face, changing into my PJs, putting my phone away, uh, maybe reading a little bit to really signal to my body that it's time for bed. And Mm. I went through several months where my hot flashes were horrible and waking up in the middle of the night. And I just had to force myself to stay in bed and really try to go back to sleep. And a lot of that was like visualization, 
and trying to like meditate through it and take my mind off of all of the like spinning it was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I read this book. I forget the author's name, Sean Stevens. He wrote a book called The 21 Tips to Better Sleep. And the one that helped me the most was making my room completely dark. Yeah. I got blackout curtains. I covered every little light with a black tape and no TV. Yeah. No TV. It really helps. Light really does keep your brain awake. And that's really what you need to like quiet down a little bit. Yeah. So I think there's a setting on every phone that you can take that blue light off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At least reduce it. Yeah. Yes. It helps a lot. What are some of the more (laughs) uncommon things that women in menopause can do to stay healthy? Honestly, just believing that you can do it. I think that because the diet industry has really made women believe that they can't have their dream body for the rest of their life. They will always need another diet to get there. And that has really affected the belief in themselves that they can do this, that it is something sustainable. It is something that they can have for the rest of their life. Just changing that mindset. Yeah, I agree. Mindset is like 90% of it, huh? Yeah. Just I think dismantling habits that don't work for you anymore and old belief systems, limiting beliefs. And just like you said, your mindset, believing that you can and really having that growth mindset that you can change. And all you have to do is look at it a little bit differently. Yes. How do you set goals and how do you stay focused on achieving them? And this took a lot of time for me. I, I started to, because I would let other people influence my goal setting forever. Mm-hmm. And when I learned how to like really prioritize my values and the things that I identify with, the kind of woman that I want to be in five years or where I want to be in 10 years, you know, how I see myself. And that's been a game changer as well. And the things that we value are the things that we will work for. That's and true. so that has really changed. It isn't that I want to wear like a size four anymore, which is what my goal was forever. I just want to be little. Uh, And in reality, I want to be a woman who is fit and healthy and can keep up with grandchildren and can go to a park and walk around it all day and not be in pain and not need to go back to the hotel room and take a nap. So that's what I prioritize my values and set goals according to those values. That's great. Do you have any suggestions on how people can figure out their values? Is there any exercises or do you know anything that I think just look around your life and see the things that bring you joy. For me, it was my family and my house and some financial freedom and go with those. The things that you're doing are going to be the things that you value most of the time. For me, I've always had a really great work work ethic. So I knew that I would work for whatever it was that I prioritized. And I just looked closer at that. I used to go to work because I wanted to afford a certain lifestyle for my family. 
now I'm like, I want some personal fulfillment in my career. And so that's what I focused on was developing that career for myself that I would take some fulfillment away from. Nice. Going off the subject a little bit, what is the book you've given the most as a gift and why? Or what are one or two books that have greatly influenced your life? I gave my kids some books for Christmas one year, and it was Mindset by Carol Dweck. That's Oh, yes. The fixed and growth mindset. Yes. Yes. And then books that I freaking love are uh, Atomic Habits. I have read it a thousand times probably or skipped around and read different things. And I always take away something different from it. Okay. And The Four Agreements, life-changing books for me. They they really were. And that's where I learned a lot of like how to set goals because through the Atomic Habits, I really started to identify who I wanted to be. Okay. And started acting like that person. Nice. I, I think I have that one on my Audible list. I just need to play it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it is so good. Okay, you convinced yeah. me. All right. What purchase of $100 or less has most positively impacted your life recently? Books is my thing. I am a, I'm a reader. I love reading. And I would say books because that is... Someone who has extreme expertise in a subject area is condensing it down to a couple of hours of work. How much more affordable can it get? Is right. 20 bucks at the most for a book? Yeah. yeah. So when are you going to write your book? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. That is a great question. I have thought about it. Start it. Yeah, I, I should. should. I should. What daily habits do you do that you find the most effective for you? Contributed to your success. Every single day, with the exception of Saturday and Sunday, because I don't do anything on Saturday and Sunday, if I'm being completely honest with you. Okay. I set an intention every single day. Oh, like what's an example? If it's a work day, then I look at my check-in list or my client list today and identify like, how am I helping this client today? What do they need help with? And then what value am I going to bring to their life? And then on non-work days, it's okay. What am I wanting to do today? If it's a a workout day, then, you know, I set my intention for what kind of workout I want to have. If it's a just walk the dog kind of day, then do I want to listen to a podcast? Do I want to listen to one of my audiobooks? Do I just want to take in nature? I set the intention. Okay. Yeah. Are there any other habits that you like to incorporate? Uh, I do like incantations and that sounds so, even just saying it out loud, I am like almost embarrassed to say it, but it works for me. Yes, and I it's like, too affirmations, but it's a little bit like stronger than that. I (laughs) went through Catholic school as a child and I was always drawn in by the ritualistic part of it. And so incantations feel like that to me. I do incantations and I basically like to tell myself that I am well-spoken, that I am articulate, because that was one of the hardest things for me was being more articulate. In my head, I could tell you or understand. Let's see. I'm doing it right now. I couldn't figure out how to convey it 
to someone in a digestible way. And I have started to like, just remind myself that I am articulate. I am concise. I, I do get results. I do provide value. I, those things. And so every day that's what I do. I love it. I, for a little bit there, I tried to make it a habit where I would do incantations while I jumped on a mini trampoline. Yeah. Kind of forgot because about you're it. Like, the physiology of your body really enforces that. Yeah. Have you taken yeah, Tony Robbins been... classes? I haven't taken his classes, <laughs> but I've consumed every single piece of social media or any kind of like media by him. Yes. Okay. So, you know, there's the state and the physiology yeah. and the focus and that's your triad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. What is something that you believe that most people would find controversial or unconventional? Things that that you need to work harder. Okay. And I, I, before becoming a coach, I followed every single fitness enthusiast, influencer that I possibly could. Got so many like wrong messages and it is that you're just not willing to work hard enough. Okay. This has been a common theme. Now, my question is, what is hard enough what how because somebody sitting on the couch all day is definitely going to need to work harder so what's what's the balance between working too hard and not working enough what's that perfect and that's very human dependent and it's going to be dependent upon their goals and what they want to achieve and what they're willing and able to do because if you're talking to a 320 pound woman she's not going to get to the gym five days a week But could she go walk to her mailbox once a day? Probably. That's probably more than she's doing right now. But if you are constantly bombarded with the message that you're not working hard enough, then, you you know, you start to believe it. And then we're like, what's the point? I can't get to the gym five days a week. Why would I even try? What they're capable of doing and then showing them in other areas of their life, leveraging what, you know, because like I said, most of the women that I work with are extremely successful women who in other areas of their life put a lot of effort into, but they believe that if they can't get to the gym five days a week, then they're not going to see any progress. And that so they is just, just don't go fun. at all. Exactly. I gotcha. So they think that there's so much work needed. They just give up before they even start. Yeah. Well, I can't do that. I have five kids or I have two kids and I work 60 hours a week. Where if you just fit in a little bit more than you did before, you would see progress. Yeah. Making like a 10% shift after a year, that 10% is huge. It's going to add up. Yeah. Yeah. Janice. Yes, ma'am. Do you have. Like I said, in the beginning, I've known Carol for a really long time and she has inspired me. Getting emotional. Dang. (laughs) No, but she's inspired me a lot. And I like yesterday I texted her and I'm like, hey, I rode my bike for the first time since my the surgery on my foot. And that was like three times I stopped. But then Carol said, I'm so glad that you listened to your body and it finished on your terms. And finished on my terms. There's a lot of empowerment in that. And a lot of women don't have that empowerment to even make a decision like that. It's just recognizing that, drawing their awareness to it, and then leveraging it for the next one. Carol, where do you see yourself in five years? 
that's something that I need to do a little more work on. It, I feel like I have so much to learn as a coach still that I haven't really given the time that it needs to look five years down the line. So that is definitely something I need to do, though. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe in manifestation? I do. I believe yeah. in what you focus on and where your attention goes, your energy flows. Yes. For sure. Know, and what in the world is what you're going to keep getting. Yeah. Incantations. Yes. That yep. kind of is the same thing. Yeah. Like you're putting, the, putting, yeah. That, you're putting out there. that energy out there. Yeah. You get it back. Right. Are there any questions that you thought we should ask that we didn't? I know you guys did a great job. I loved the questions. I love how it went deeper than just nutrition and fitness because it is so much more than that. And I really appreciate having that platform to discuss that. Yeah, I think you did a great job with your questions. So thank you. Great. Carol, it was a pleasure getting to know you. You've inspired me to take some action today. I'm going to go Yay. walk my dogs. And oh, good. I'm Great. glad I got to meet you. I'm so glad to meet you, Michelle. So you can find Carol at amandablackfitness.com. And then on Instagram, I am Coach Carol Winsel. On TikTok, I'm just Carol Winsel. And then on Facebook, just Carol Winsel. Easy enough. W-E-N-T-Z-E-L. Okay, awesome. <laughs> We're going to, I told her that we could link to her website. Oh yeah, for sure. If you would like to be a guest on Cosmos and Commerce, you can email me at michelle at bodyacheescape.com or Janice at Janice at homesbyjanice.net or humblecrate LLC at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.